from the 50 midweek edition on the Bruise on the Balcony podcast network. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the first ever debut podcast of the From the 50 show. That's going to take a little bit to get used to, but we, we are here. more than twice. Yeah, it's our maiden voyage. I am your host, Zach Zook. To my right, I got TJ Weber. To my left, I got Big Webb. Virtually across the country, I got Nick Yale. It's still sunny out there. It's only, what, 4 o'clock in... in four Vegas? o'clock yeah. in the afternoon out here. Yeah, so... Uh, 4 o'clock. Just woke up from a nap. Beautiful. Yeah, Good morning, it, Nick. Well, I'm not jealous at all. Good morning. Just kidding. I am green with envy. How about Nick once again not working? You know, he's always on vacation or napping. He said he, he just woke up to, from a nap. Right. Like, he doesn't seem to be working. Middle of the day, working. day after Labor Day. He's got to catch up after a three-day weekend. It's 4 Guys o'clock there right now. Like 2 yeah. o'clock in the he, afternoon. He's got a tough job. I see him eating yeah. he, a little hot siesta. spicy stuff. He, he goes golfing. He bets at <laughs> casinos. It's I went a, to the casino last night. We went out on the town. tough job, man. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. Good to have you, Nicholas. Thank you. It is so surreal to be back, guys, with all that 2020 has thrown our way. Doesn't Ooh. this just feel right? It does. It's 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 right that we actually get to go into week one. We have a shot at, at starting the season, at least. We're going to start with that. On time. On time. I'll tell you what, it's an escape for us. And, and the whole country needs NFL to click and, and happen. You know, it's, it's a release for a lot, a lot of people. For sure. So uh, hopefully this show, I mean, I know this show's a release for us. We love it. And, and, uh, and it'll be a great release for the fans, too. Well, I'm excited to be back. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about what this show is going to be. This is the midweek edition of the From the 50 show. We will ha- continue to have the live show on Facebook Live. TJ will host that. That show is not changing at all. That's how much of a success it was last year, except, except for the for fact him. that Nick will be remote <laughs> most weekends. Now, uh, that, which that's is actually a fix, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, in TJ's opinion, that's an improvement. Hey, maybe, I'll be, uh, maybe I'll be in Vegas some weekend. I can pop down and go virtual from the sports book. Instead of out of your yeah. Now you're talking. Uh, okay. Yeah. My dream. Not bad. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. I, I think I like the fact that Nick has a legit microphone now. It's it, Unless you really knew he was away, it sounds like he's kind of in the room with you, honestly. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm right I'm right over your shoulder, TJ. Right. Yeah, you're right here. here. Yeah, for sound, the, for the audio, like right pretty clear. For the audio only, the, for the podcast listeners, that it'll be just like normal. They won't even know you're gone. Right. Yeah. So Nick, I mean, congratulations. You sound like you're you're what, twenty seven hours away, we we said the other day, but you sound like you're in the room, so twenty seven hours away. But hey man, that's the beauty of technology in twenty twenty. Who would have thunk that I'd be out here in uh Reno? As long as that Wi Fi we doing this last Yeah, as long as the Wi Fi stays strong. That's that's the key. That's the key factor. L- little wins at a time though. That's all we'll say. We'll take it. Yeah. Well, uh, let's lead it off here. We'll kick off the show by talking a little bit about uh, maybe just a couple minutes about what you can expect from this show on a week-in and wake-out basis. This is a little different this week. We're previewing everything. But uh, I I wanted to kind of set the expectations, and ultimately, we're going to cater the content to the audience and to the listeners. So if there's a topic or a segment or something that you'd like us to cover in the football world that – 
is not being covered, please reach out to us. Um, but for the, for the midweek edition specifically, we'll be talking a lot of storylines and uh, results from the past weekend, similar to what Blitz on the Balcony in the midweek show was last year. But in addition to that, I think we're going to have, you know, 15 minutes of fantasy each week on this show. We're going to sure. be talking uh, about more of the Vegas aspect, especially with Nick and Reno. We have a huge advantage there from that that perspective. So we'd like to get into all corners of the football world. But on uh, the mid the midweek show, the midweek edition of, of the From the 50 podcast, we'll really be kind of just delving into all of it. And I think we'll probably start off with, with storylines. And, you know, I, I like to get into different topics about players and coaches and just the overall league that is kind of what drives me and my passion for the game but we'll also be covering it from a, a fantasy perspective from a gambling perspective because that is just so big right now oh yeah and i wanted to kind of give you tj the floor of of what else to kind of expect from this show both on the midweek version and on the Sunday live show. Well, and I think you get kind of a nice little rundown on each show because, you know, as we know in midweek, as Zook kind of talked about, you want to focus on the matchups, focus on the stats, you know, what kind of happened in the previous week. Sunday, you're going to get a lot of picks, uh, a lot of stuff against the spread, a lot of fantasy back and forth, and the audience interaction part. I mean, that's the number one part we want in this thing is we want the guys to talk shit to us. We want If Nick wins two games in a week, you want him to get shit. You want him That's, to get shit uh, talked by Caller Joe. It's going to happen. So <laughs> we want to have fun on the show. We obviously want to get about the information. We want to be a hotbed for NFL fans, but we also want to be the hotbed for people looking to have some fun on Sunday. So this this week, or I, sh- I should say this year, boys, I think some of you know this, some of you may not. We will be putting, putting in punishments this year on every Sunday. Punishments for the loser of the previous week. So when wow. we all lose, it will happen. Drop and give me twenty. Pretty <laughs> bullshit. Hopefully, I, think I won every week. That. Nick Nick was the top picker of the panel. I won the overall pick. Em. again, we counted more picks, so I would say I was the best picker overall last year. If you talk about the quantity over quality, um, but no, it's all quality over quantity. I don't know about that. We also picked the hardest games in general. Not yeah, the, what's up with yeah, 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 yeah. and I it, did the best. You picked like key. the the two best teams. I won almost has, every. I I won almost every week. That's why you have the locks and the in the dogs, so you can it's make a up landslide victory. Well, it was not a landslide. Slide. Never, never played. Yeah, I think there's some revisionist history going on. There's no fucking landslide I around your that. ass. We never played those games. They're the toughest matchups of the whole damn board. Nobody beaten. You know, no but it makes it more fun because that's the games that people pay attention to. Well, but, you still got yeah. your lock and your dog, so there were that's some right. that you that's could right. pick that you liked. Right, so it kind of gives Zook's you the chance. Zook's to... just trying to win a parlay at least once yeah. this year. Yeah, we'll get him one. I hit on. One parlay last year. One. Okay. One in Nick, 17 this is, weeks. This is That's not a lot. Yeah. It can't lose. It can't lose this week. I'm teasing it down. Is, it yeah. cannot lose. Yeah, I would always be, I'd always be sitting there at like 12.05 with Nick and Big Web. Just like, this This just, there's no way this loses. And by like 1 o'clock. <laughs> We've all it, been there. It was already looking pretty bad. Most weeks. Fucking most done. Weeks. The best part is, though, now we have our pets picking against us, so now you really know yeah. if you suck if your dog beats you from picking Cheerios Yeah, see, ground. so, like, I already had that private shame last year. The only difference is now it's going to be public. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yes, Lulu and Cooper will be now on the panel. We're actually going to give them their own little video segment, so then their picks will be included on the actual graphics. Uh, I'm curious, though. Coop's been... Uh, 
pretty much on it so far. Uh, he picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. Did he? So don't hate it. I only gave him two chances. It was Chiefs or Ravens, but he picked the okay. Chiefs over the Ravens. So uh, we're going to figure out where he's at. Did you put like a piece of steak for Coop's the a Chiefs? Of, a bit of a home. <laughs> and then like a cracker for the Ravens? Or, <laughs> right. How'd you do that? Well, I tell you what, we do have to figure things out though, because if I'm being honest, behind closed doors, we like to tell the audience how it works with the production process. Cooper for some reason, likes to lean left every single time. So I got the two Cheerios. I've messed with it. I make one more of a straight line. I try to start him in the kitchen where he can't see both. He always goes left. I don't know what it is. So we have to find a way where he's 50-50 it's and make it fun. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to match it up where he wins like every week. You know. But again, it's me picking, so maybe he won't win every week. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, actually, last year we had a similar issue with Lulu. It was like we always did like home away, and she would always like go with a home or away like every single time right but so so we i think we finally figured out a way to uh make it so that she's mixing it up like we had to hold her back by her collar and then walk the treats down the kitchen and set them down apart from each other so that way she like truly didn't know which one she was going to because in her mind she's just going to whatever food gets in her mouth closest correct and so you just no, you got like an offensive lineman. Well, here's what I did. I put she's like doing, a little. She's doing analysis. She's yeah. doing the analysis on 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 team. She's looking at the scouting reports and then being like, okay, boom, that's the team I want. See what point spread she likes the best. <laughs> so my thing is, I'm trying to also put one in the middle, so it's like a uh, a stepping stone. So he is happy with the first treat, and then it's like, okay, now what's the next one? Oh, Instead of just deciding, I like that strategy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. set up like a neutral one yeah. in the middle, the and then he method. chooses. It won't work. He'll go with the middle one. He'll have a little brunch, and then he'll go left again. He, he's going left. Yeah. He is. i got to figure that out. But anyway, we're going to figure that out. It's going to be fun. Uh, Cooper and Lulu will be picking against the spread this year, and we'll find out if uh, they're better pickers than us. So we'll have a lot of that, a lot of fun. Um, and then the punishments, boys. So the uh, person who has the least amount of wins in the previous week will have to do a punishment on the next week's show. So obviously week one, we don't have any punishments yet, but whoever has the uh, lowest total of wins, so we pick seven games total on the panel. We pick four against the spread, the top games. Uh, then we pick our underdogs, we pick our locks, and we pick the toilet bowl. And whoever has the least amount of wins for that previous week gets punished the next week. One punishment we talked about was that you had to call a family member on your phone uh, for any letter we say. So if I say G and Zook gets on there and has an Uncle Gary, I don't know if you do or not. No Uncle Gary. No Uncle Gary. But if he yeah. did, hypothetically, he'd have to scroll through, and I don't care if he if he's best friends with Uncle Gary. I don't care if he hasn't talked to him in three years. He's calling Uncle Gary live <laughs> on the show and saying, Hello, Uncle Gary. It's Zach. How you doing? So I'll let you know I really suck at picking football games. Okay, I'll talk to you later and just get their reaction. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> or you have to leave a voicemail if they don't answer. So we'll find out. should be fun. The reason I did family nice. members is because I think there's a legal issue if we call someone random on our phone and they don't know they're on the air. I don't know how that works, but we're going to go with family members because they're more willing You're to be apologetic, so we're yeah. going to go with family Less members. Less likely to sue you. Correct. So we are going with a family member situation. Uh, but if you do have other punishments, we'll be doing them every single week here on From the 50s, so please get involved, 314 877 Eight five nine seven. Please make one of them chug a beer. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna need uh, 
we're gonna need the audience's help for because sure because we gotta get what 17 regular season punishments correct and so, we can repeat some yeah, but yeah, i'd rather we'll, have we'll new repeat, ones we'll repeat the fan favorites we had some yeah. some ideas thrown out there but i mean i want something that's it's got to be easy to do where you can film yourself doing it because without the video yeah. it can be recorded but you have to have the, the reactions nick big web can't Pixar just sit there and go happen if big web says oh i i sang britney spears in the middle of schnooks no one fucking believes him we want to see i've done that the before. embarrassment have you I do that often. Which it's one did you sing? She's got a lot of good songs. Uh, I forget which one. Toxic? Yeah, that's, that's my, that's my that personal yeah, favorite. Man, Toxic. I'm a good guesser. That was pretty yeah, good that on the it. first one. See? It's funny how that works. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're pumped up. And, oh, the other thing, too. If you tie with somebody as the worst picker, you both get punished. Yeah, that was going to be my main uh, question. If yeah. you tie for worst, because we need to get this sorted out so there's not major arguments being had on Correct. the air when somebody ties for worse or even if there's a three-way tie for worse you all have to do the punishment yes and I'm i in think favor that's of that. i think that's fair i'm in favor of that so then we can start what, what getting, do you mean you all have to do the punishment he thinks he's not going to lose apparently I did, sounds which like the it. guy who was last you in panel all picks were yeah. you last i got a regression to the mean tj i was <laughs> last I, it's regression to the mean i got to come back i got to i got to do better year. this year yeah. Yeah, all so. i know is i'm on top that's all i know but we we're go. all back to zero, so it's irrelevant. It doesn't fucking matter, Nick. Relax. It doesn't Nick, matter. I'm going to be on top. So. Nick, if you're confident about this whole season, you would have brought the crown with you to Reno. I should have. I should have stolen the crown. <laughs> that that you need to get a separate crown That would have been a top-shelf <laughs> pro move right there. You need to do that. You need to uh, get a separate crown, like from Walmart or something. He, no, Nick's going to go uh, with I don't think he choir. needs one. Yeah, you, you're, need you know one. what? You're, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. He don't need a crown out there. Yeah, oh, you'll, you'll I need it. I need the crown. You can mail it to me. I'll give you my yeah. shipping address. I don't think that I, thing I will think never need one. to leave. This, Nick, are you at this, the bucket? Are you at the Bucket Studios right now, or you just got it in the background? No, I'm at the I'm at my apartment. I was gonna say the, your coworkers are gonna be like, "What the hell is this this King's Crown doing here? You got a cape. There's yeah. all sorts of weird shit you got." Just in the said office. I woke up from a nap. I I literally walked downstairs and jumped right on. Here I am. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, the home studio, man. It's it's real cool. This is it's in my basement. Love to see it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of fun. I'm pumped up about it. I think we're gonna have uh, a lot more interaction than we even did last year, but we did have good numbers. We had people pumped up about it. Uh, so again, if you want to get involved, if you want to talk shit, if you want to make picks, we'd love to have you. Uh, eventually, too, we want to try to get a live call in number. Uh, but for now, it's voicemail three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. We'll be on Facebook Live. You can get involved there. Get involved on the text line, same number as well. Uh, or email us. You can do that as well. So a lot of ways to get involved, and uh, it's going to be 10 to 11 a.m. Central Time every Sunday morning. Yeah, and um, TJ pretty much did a good job of driving that point home, but the last thing I'll say is audience engagement was the best part about this show last yes, year. Absolutely. All, all the people in the comments that we had on the Facebook Live show on Sunday talking shit to us and uh, leaving voicemails, that was bar none the best part about the sunday show last year so keep that coming uh, and the big web interact uh, you know reaction yeah big web reaction videos is is actually <laughs> like right there yeah the and, and any given week i think that's the best content we do so uh without further ado let's talk some football now let's do it uh i wanted to talk a little bit about we're gonna preview the season we're gonna preview which teams you like which teams you don't i was wondering what you guys think are the, are the Super Bowl contenders. So we'll get into more teams you think could could maybe win a division or could maybe win the playoffs. But in my mind, there's really, I think, seven or eight teams 
that can truly win a Super Bowl. Like the Packers went 13 and 3 last year. My Green Bay Packers went 33. They were never really going to win the Super Bowl. They right. just didn't have the horses. They got their ass beat by San Francisco twice in a row. And it wasn't even close. And you pretty much knew it was going to happen the second time, right? So in your mind, who are those teams coming into 2020? Nick, I'll lead it off with you first. Yeah, I think when you're looking at the NFC, Dallas is going to be a strong candidate to come out of the come out of the NFC. Uh, just from the addition of CD Lamb at wide receiver, along with Mari Cooper, uh, you know, I think those both give Dak some more weaponry than he had last year at the wideout position. And then obviously Zeke, I think is going to have a rebound year from from last year after after the mishaps that he had. And so, you know, offensively, Dallas is going to be tough to compete with. I think the Rams took a little bit of a step back. I I think the 49ers will take a little bit of a step back uh, and don't think that they'll be as competitive as they were last year. Cardinals are a nice sleeper to look at, adding D-Hop on the, uh, at, at wideout. Just just signed him today to, a two, to an extension on top of that three-year deal that he had already. It, it should be interesting to see how Kyler works with him in that, in that offense. So uh, really those, the, the rookie class is, is very interesting because you're going to have a lot of these – uh, rookies, I think, make an immediate impact on offenses, both in the NFC and in the AFC. For instance, in the, in, on the other side of the ball, Kansas City, I think, is still going to be your favorite there uh, with adding Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the running back position, a position that they haven't really utilized a whole lot. Damian Williams out for the year. Um, and then, obviously, Patrick Mahomes doing his thing, signing his fat deal. He's going to be ramped up, ready to go. So I think Kansas City is definitely going to be the team to watch. And, of course, Tampa Bay is still in the NFC. Tampa Bay is going to be uh, loaded with weapons, obviously, adding Tom Brady there. And then you get Gronk at the tight end to go along with Howard. And then Evans and Godwin, your two wideouts. And then the addition of Fournette very recently here, coming over from, from Jacksonville after Jacksonville released Tim's. Tampa Bay is going to be a fun team to watch. I don't know if they're going to be able to put it all together necessarily with all those weapons offensively uh, and in their defense. There's some question marks on that side of the ball. And can they really put it all together and then compete all the way through? This isn't a team that 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 is um, very experienced when it comes playoff time, but they do certainly have a lot of the weapons there. So Tampa Bay is going to be a fun team to watch. But I think Dallas out of the out of the uh, NFC is going to be the most intriguing to me, just adding CeeDee Lamb and then Zeke coming back and then Kansas City to uh, to repeat in the AFC, I think is, is going to be the favorite and kind of hard to bet against if you're, a, if you're a better out there. So Dallas, it's an interesting pick because Dallas was my Super Bowl pick, uh, not to win, but to win the NFC last year. And they greatly disappointed me. They had the number one offense, and I believe they had a top 10 defense. They were top 10 in basically every major category, yards and points, both defensively and offensively last year. And yet they went 8-8 eight and eight and got bounced first round. Now they get Jason Gary out of there and they switch the staff up. Kellen Moore is the only one they retained as the offensive coordinator. But they hire Mike McCarthy, a guy I know pretty well because he came over from the Packers. He's an offensive guy, so Kellen Moore... Like, what's that relationship going to look like? And then he brings in Mike Nolan to be the defensive coordinator, which I have to think is a downgrade from Jalen Richard, who they had last year. So the Cowboys, I think, are a very talented team. But I, I just, they let me down so much last year. I think it's a, it's a very easy division. So you get two free wins with the Redskins. Should be anyways. Sorry, get, I'm sorry, who? 
the oh the Washington football team. Thank you. Thank you. The Washington football Thank team. You. Thank you. This is 2020. We're not yeah. trying to get canceled. The, the, the WFT. You know, uh, in my I had uh, I got finally grandfathered into my my dad's fantasy league, which they've been doing since I was in like fifth grade. And Wait, said, really? Yeah, that's they, impressive. They said uh, they said Zach, what do you want your team name to be? And I thought, you know, I don't, I don't really know what my team name is gonna be. And I thought, I know exactly what I'll make my make my team name. I'm the Zach Zook football team. I in, love it. In the Dynasty Fantasy League. Perfect. But, like I'm just going off an NFL team's name. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. it's a great yeah. I like yeah. that. But but I digress. The the Dallas Cowboys I think are an interesting post hype target because they do have the easy division. If they could get a high seed, they could uh, certainly put themselves in position to make a Super Bowl. But uh, I don't know. I, there's something about that staff I just don't trust. So, TJ, who do you like out of the NFC and the AFC this year? Uh, going off Dallas real quick, I do like them, but you're the same way as I was thinking. You just don't know what they're going to be each year. So, I mean, you, you got a, a whole plethora of receivers now, or you got Cooper, Michael Gallup made a big step, I think, last year as well. And then you add CeeDee Lamb, obviously, with Zeke. And then the big question is Dak on the franchise tag. I mean, he's making, what, $31 million this year on it. It's a big, big put your nuts on the table for Jerry Jones also to get Mike McCarthy. You're saying you're going for it. I mean, this is this is one of those years where Dallas has been disappointing. They're, they've been disappointing their fans for so long. And now you finally have a team together. You seem like you have your coach where there's no more excuses. Um, I, I don't I don't love them, though. I, I think for some reason they just can't win in the big moments. I think they will win the division, but as far as making it to the Super Bowl... It's going to be interesting to see eight weeks through what it looks like with Dallas, but they are the most interesting pick for sure. Uh, so Nick, I don't, I don't hate that pick, but it's, it's, I don't know. They for some reason always seem to mess it up. Um, as far as my favorites, I mean, Chiefs are, are an easy pick. I'm not going to really go that far. I mean, they're always going to probably be in the AFC Championship. They're just so loaded unless you know Mahomes goes down or Kelsey are one of the big targets. I don't see how you can you can just beat the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to be in the AFC Championship unless something else happens. Uh, but as far as getting to the Super Bowl, I really like the Saints this year. I think with Breeze, sort of the situation you talk about with Dallas, with Dak, is he the guy or not? They know Drew Breeze is two years and he's done. He's going to be retiring. They want to get one more ring with him. They're not messing around with Alvin Kamara. There was a report last week that he was thinking about holding out. What did the Saints do? They went right into it. They're making sure he can get him signed. Because you know you can't lose Kamara in this situation with Breeze almost out the door. So I love the Saints. I think they got a great defense as well to back up Breeze in that offense. They're going to move the football. They also got Emmanuel Sanders, too, to help bring off some of that pressure from Michael Thomas. So the Saints, to me, are winner bust, and that makes them very dangerous. I think Breeze is going to be, again, barring injuries for all this, he's going to be probably the most dangerous quarterback that a lot of people won't see coming for a while. I mean, it's Drew Breeze, but for his age, I think he's going to be at his peak performance trying to win it this year. So I love the Saints. I just don't see how... Uh, a lot of teams can compete with them. But you got Tampa there, which makes an interesting situation with Brady. But I think there's still a lot of questions with that offense because you have so many weapons that I don't know how Tom Brady really meshes in with that. We're obviously Arians and the, and the obviously the front office of Tampa is saying, we're going to make it work with Tom Brady. It's just going to happen. But as far as Chris Godwin... He's a long, you know, deep guy. I mean, Brady doesn't really throw deep balls much anymore. So what does that put him in the offense? Mike Evans is probably going to be your main target there, but now he doesn't have Julian Edelman anymore. He gets Gronk, but you just have a lot of changes. And he also doesn't have a running back that can really be an awesome pass catcher like James White and Ronald Jones or really Leonard Fournette at this point. So I don't know what Tampa looks like. 
It's Tom Brady, it's Gronk, it's some guys that you know have had some some experience in the past that can win it, but do they mesh together? Is it, you know, out of New England? Is it the correct way where everybody's saying that Brady wasn't the best because of the Bill Belichick situation? Was it because he was in a system? We're going to find out real quick. So Tampa's a big question mark for me. It's still a lot of talent, but I don't know about them. So I will stay with the Saints and the NFC. And as far as the AFC... You know, I I don't know because Ravens or Chiefs. It's Ravens <laughs> or Chiefs, but I I don't I wouldn't sleep on, don't sleep on the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Belichick loves Cam Newton, and you know that kind of shocked me because Cam has been I, wrongfully, in my opinion, been called his prima donna, and he's definitely not the quietest guy in the world and everything. And you dad, listen, Big Web. Dad hates Cam Newton. <laughs> I, know well, I got that. I got something to say here in a minute. I'm waiting. <laughs> but if you have Julian Edelman still there, you know they've always been able to make it work with not a lot of receiving threats with Belichick's offense. No matter if it's Tom Brady or somebody else, uh, you saw Matt Castle do really well in his offense in the past. Like it just seems like this could work for Cam Newton. On top of it, you also add in the fact that Cam is probably the best red zone rushing quarterback in the NFL history. So he can also add that into his repertoire if he stays healthy. And then you have James White, you have Burkhead, you got all these running backs in the backfield that just mix it up. I think the Patriots are dangerous. The only thing that gets to me is their defense. They did have guys opt out. So where does that level in? As Dad mentioned uh, the other day with me, that means maybe a lot of overbets for Patriots games this year. Yeah. Uh, but the Pats do do impress me. Don't with, tell the bookmakers. Correct. Plus 2,000 right now, which ranks 7th in uh, Super Bowl odds. So just in case you still like Bill Belichick better than Tom Brady, i throw a little something on the Patriots. Uh, but I, if I had to pick right now, it would be Saints and Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, how, how much of those comments – for Bill Belichick in, in in a positive light of Cam Newton, do you think's an adjacent shot at Tom? I I don't think of, like, so. Because like the resentment there, because he was always so hesitant I to mean, ever say anything positive. Six. How, how could you talk shit on a guy who won you six Super Bowls? I, I don't, don't think care. he's talking shit. I just think it's well, more of a. They you think it's more fun. Then? They well, I just think they have a this. They definitely have this tension about them. I know, but I I just don't know how you can have it when there's been so much respect and. He's a hard ass. I mean, Belichick's a hard ass, and everybody said that. I mean, fucking Gronk won it out of New England bad enough where he retired and then got his chance with, with Brady again elsewhere. But to me, I don't know how you can hate the guy when he won six Super Bowls together. No, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he hates him, but I do think that there's like a very competitive tension between those two. Remember when they, what was it, two, three seasons ago now when they had the report come out about how Things were not great in in the locker room there, and the re, the relationship with Brady's trainer, and the whole TB12, and in Bill Belichick, and then the whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation with Robert Kraft and the ownership. And I think that was really sort of the beginning of Tom and, and eventually leaving there. Yeah. But uh, I I just wonder because now he's he's been very very quick to just praise cam newton oh i love cam newton cam newton yeah, is such hardest a hard work, worker hardest worker i've ever hardest seen hardest worker i've ever seen that, that is a good point i mean that is a good I, point. I just in and it's like he would just be so hesitant to give tom any bit of credit last year or or in or in recent years like the past 3 4 seasons it's wow tom you know through 400 400 yards and, and four touchdown passes today he's like well you know it's a team effort and the team played really well and there's 11 guys on the offense and 11 guys on the defense and you know it's it's not just about the quarterback right. and, but it, but it, i just think it's very it's pretty good it, it's that was a, actually pretty good belichick it's a very different <laughs> attitude i think and i think part of it's cuz he has to. I think he has to be very supportive. Do you of think Cam right deep now. down at all he has resentment that he hasn't gotten as much credit as Brady at Absolutely. times? Absolutely. You think so? Because yeah. he sounds like he seems like a guy that has an ego for that. You know? he, I mean, you you watch the Last Dance, right? Yeah. 
he has the same gene MJ does. Yeah. And yeah. and Brady has it too. Right. But they, that's why they do have that respect there. That's why it's not very public. But they they have the competitive fire. And and they want people to know that they're the best. Yeah. Let, so, me, tell you fair. Let me tell you something right now. Belichick, he's playing this whole thing up right now with Cam. Okay, he see I'm telling you, we've seen this guy lay down. I've seen him lay down on a football team. I've seen seen him lay down in the fourth quarter. Belichick's seen that too. The smart man, he studies. He's playing this kid up. Mm-hmm. He's saying, hey, man, i never seen anybody work so hard. Okay, now I'm a hard worker. I'm Cam Newton. I'm a hard worker now. Guess what? The last guy that's going to let him lay down is Belichick. He's yeah. going to be on him all year. He's going to be praising him all year. He's There's going to be no fourth quarter lay downs under Bill Belichick. If Honestly, if he has a production he had a few years ago when he's healthy, when his shoulder's okay, and, and that's, that is a big question, but – if you look at it in Belichick's offense, you don't need the big arm. I mean, at times it takes shots, but you don't really need it. I mean, Brady threw so many unders to Julian Edelman and so many flag patterns and post patterns to Gronk in the past that you haven't really needed that. And then what they do is they want to run the football. They have LeGarrette Blunt at certain times. They have guys that can pound it up the middle, and they have so many backs that you can do different things with them. Belichick doesn't care if somebody gets a 100-yard rushing game. He could give a shit less. He wants to win football games. So that opens up a lot of things, too, for Cam, where – Think about it in Carolina. I mean, he had McCaffrey he dumped off to a lot the last couple of years, but he was going, it was a lot of DJ Moore before he got hurt last year. And it was, you know, he always goes for Funches. Like, like they always go deep ball with Cam or he runs the ball. It's usually how it goes. So I'm curious to see how his shoulder holds up, how he holds up in general, because I think Bill is going to run the shit out of him. And I would too. I mean, it's a brand new look. Josh McDaniels is fucking pumped because he's got the same offense with a rushing quarterback for the first time in his career. I mean, yeah. I mean it's going to be crazy. Yeah, the offense is going to look so, so much different from what it's been because they have been limited with Tom's physical ability, and that was one of the things they really hinted at. We want more of a mobile-style quarterback to where we can do some different things. So, Big Web, I know we've kind of just kept you in the wings here. <laughs> who, who who do you like in the AFC and the NFC this year to really make some noise? Maybe uh, in, you're you know our Vegas guy. Nick's our Vegas guy too, but you're really our our, you. li- our lines watcher. So uh, give me maybe some guys you like for over under some teams you really think are going to make some noise to maybe potentially earn a Super Bowl berth this year. As far as the NFC goes, I mean I mean Dallas. You guys talked about Dallas earlier, and and they're solid. They were solid last year. But uh, I think they've got a great addition in this Lamb, this wide receiver, which which they needed was another weapon out there. The only thing that and Dallas is beefy on the line, both lines. It's a solid, solid football team. I like the coaching change. It's huge. But Dallas, I don't know why Jerry Jones is not signed Dak. I mean, I you got to pay that. He's giving him his year to year, and you got to go to arbitration and thirty-one million, thirty-six million next year if he doesn't do it. Have he just signed? But he's, he's ruining and Zeke was on there last week talking about it. He's kind of ruining the locker room a little bit. Well, you know why, though? It's because they haven't won. They haven't made it. So, like, they, that's his kind of, I think, kind of his fire under the seat you know thing. What? Like, L- you better lock, win. Lock you know? me up, coach. Let me relax and let me play football. Well, or let me go. Or I, let me go. I, I think right. that's, that's where Dak, if I was Dak, that I think would be my frustration. But, if but after him, this year you need to either let me go or let, sign. That's fair. But let, let him be the man. Let him run your team. I mean, Jerry always just got to be the man, and that's his, some part of his problem. But anyway, Dallas is a good football team. Dallas is going to be very competitive. They're going to do real well this year. I don't, I don't t- see them coming all the way out of the NFC though. Mm-hmm. I like a couple other teams. I mean, obviously, guys in the divisions. I mean, no real surprises. You know, Dallas. I like Minnesota over Green Bay. I do like Green Bay's uh, couple additions. I think this Funches is a hell of a wide receiver. I think well, he opted Rogers out because of COVID. So he's, he's out. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry about it. 
Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's not Call playing this year. Well, that takes care of that. That's actually good. Yeah. We should go over that too, Zook, of people that the don't COVID know all list. of it. Like who's all you know, COVID list? I need to do some more research. I don't have the Funches. full numbers. I think Funches was one of the bigger guys that ended up so sitting out. So it was Damian Williams from Kansas City. That's yeah, Damian why, Williams yeah. was a big one. But Funches, yeah, opted out. He was the only Packer player to opt out. And so that really puts the Packers depth chart in quite a bit of trouble because that's why you make signings like Devin Funches and like Christian Kirksey they did key, at the middle key, linebacker key. position so that way if you don't get the value you want in the draft you don't you're not forced to draft a position in the draft so they came out thinking okay well we didn't get the wide out we wanted we didn't want to have to over overpay in the draft for a wide receiver so they ended up going in a couple of different directions obviously most notably Jordan Love so but they felt okay well we'll still have Devontae Adams we'll still have Devin Funches we got some young guys in the fold that we like Alan Lazard Alan Lazard Equinemius St. Brown's going to come off yesterday yeah Equinemius St. Brown's coming back from injury if you want a Packers wide out I would say that guy is a is the a thing deep is, sleeper the thing is though I'm and this whole thing, Funchess was adding a new dimension. Now he's gone. Okay, I didn't know it until 30 seconds ago. But I'll tell you what, the, you know, nothing's really changed in Green Bay, in my mind, really. I haven't seen a ton. Now, when you get down to the NFC South, I mean, that's crowded, man. That's crowded. When you got Tampa, New Orleans, and Atlanta. Do you yeah. actually believe in Atlanta? I yes. Do. I do. do. I think you? they had a down year. Yes. I truly do. I, you think Todd Gurley is going to be the guy? Every year I mean, if Gurley helps this. out even a little bit, I mean, I, they just have so many fucking weapons. You every cannot. Every year we do this. I know, but I'm they won four year. or five games? Like, come but, on. But, but I'm not Ridley, doing it again. Ridley's a true receiver now. I hope I'm Julio wrong, Jones but I'm not doing it again. Jones. Who, who's playing tight end for? Well, they got Hayden Hurst now. Hayden Hurst, okay. yeah. he's good. Ex, uh, ex uh, Raven, right? Yeah, he'll fill in. Yeah, he was the Ravens nicely. Uh, he'll do, he'll do fine down there. I, so, so I think that's very crowded. I think Atlanta's going to be solid. I think Tampa's going to be solid. They bought their way into it, right? They got yeah. the right players, including Brady. I mean, uh, Sean Payton's going to be there with New Orleans. The and one. then you got the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm excited <laughs> about Teddy. They're not going to do shit this year, but I'm excited they're, about the future. They're on the I mean, come, I, for I, sure. I, I see I see uh, maybe uh, Tampa coming out of there as a wild card. I agree. I, 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 I'd, I'd like to see Atlanta win the division. Really? really? I, I whoa, 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 whoa. Well, okay, well, I didn't go that far. Okay, but, but I was but, saying it might maybe, be bad. I, maybe. I'm, but that's who I'm picking. I'm picking Atlanta to win the division. Over the Saints? Over the Saints. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, you want to put a little wager on that? I'm, I'm, take, I'm in right now. Yeah. Take a yeah. look. I'm, I'm hot. What are my odds? Get out the fire extinguisher. Let me jump to the NFC and you guys can go crazy. Or AFC. Wait, wait. I'm going to mark that so we can remember that. So things to bet. Video clip 184. Dad loves Atlanta more than the Saints. Let's just let's put that out. So here's another thing. Love word, guys. You just it. you just said you like them more than the Saints. You said they're going to win the division. Said love. I don't. You still you, lo- you love them if you're going to put them over the Saints. I like them. Love is okay. a strong. I don't word. have them winning the Super Bowl. You have them winning the division. Freddie backtracking. He's already stumbling over his words. That's not a backtrack. That's a backtrack. I'm not smooching. I'm liking them. First backtrack of the year. Park that. Backtrack. Bullshit. Here we go. All right. So we got them all out of sorts now. AFC. All right. So. AFC Buffalo's coming out of the East now. I, I see, like that. I see that. I think you know, and and they can make it happen. I mean, they got Diggs now, Singletary. I mean, Josh Allen. If I think he's got a chance to go to this next level, this needs to be his year, though. In my opinion, I agree. Has it, to be his year. It's time for him to get something going. So I wanted to pick New England. I think New England's going to be really solid, especially if they get Cam going. And uh, but no, I picked Buffalo on top there. Regular Baltimore. 
in Kansas City, obviously, but the Titans once again, boys. Mm-hmm. You got to remember how they finished last year. They're a solid football team, buddy. They just got Clowney yeah. too. They got Clowney now, and they got uh, Henry and Tannehill. Tannehill's a whole different player than two years ago. He went 16th round in our my fantasy draft yesterday. 16th round, wow. Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which I mean, you're not buying into last year if you're doing that. But so I, I kind of like. Uh, with all that being said, I, I, I like uh, I like Kansas City. I think I see the Titans giving them some trouble again this year. I see I, that could be your championship game right there in, in the uh, AFC. I like San Francisco and Dallas, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you next. We'll tell you Sunday who we like coming all the way out of there. So, so here's one thing that I want to do on this show this year. We need to have we need to keep like a board in this studio. Like I know uh, Fancy Focus does. Do they do the board bets? Is that what they call them? I think so. Yeah. So we got to call it something different. But we need to keep track of these disagreements in in these little wagers yeah, that we're going to do. Put it on the wall and, and call it. Put I it stuck in the studio. my neck out. Yeah, we'll I come like up that. with a, we'll come up with right, a fun name for it. But we have to find out, out a way. That's <laughs> the, the intro. That's the intro to the segment. Do it yeah, again, Nick. I'll yeah. clip it. Go ahead. Wait, what? Oh, we need to hear I that again. Stuck my neck. Well, we got I, I see what you talked about. We got to do it. Nobody told here. You go ahead. Jeez, three, two, one. I stuck my neck out. Like it. Nice. So we'll play Man. that every time. And that's the five. So whenever, out. whenever Atlanta wins four games this year, we'll play that for Dad at the end of the year. <laughs> I stuck my neck nice. out, and then it says, no, you "Hey, know we got. We'll play that at the end of the year and have people news. cheerleading." What do you got? We also need a breaking news sound. We got. We oh, got breaking news on on this uh, podcast. Uh, left in, left leg injury on Von Miller is an ankle injury per source. Fear that it's season ending. Miller was hurt near the end of practice what one person called a freak injury team still evaluating MRI tomorrow. Von Miller might be done for the year. For the wow. Broncos. Yikes. Not that, good. You know what that could mean too? That could mean we've seen the end of Von Miller, the dominant pass rusher, as you know him. Yeah. He's, so? get, he's getting up there. He wasn't as productive That's a blow. last year. That's a blow. He's going to, the injuries are going to start mounting. He's going to be That's a blow 30. to my Broncos. That's tough. Yeah. What's his contract situation? He's got to be what twenty nine, thirty. Yeah, now? I think he's thirty. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trading in my allegiance from the Jacksonville Jaguars since they're jumping. Of course ship. you are, Nick. That's a hell of a trade. Number one, I'm moving now to the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke because I moved out west, and you know we might be moving to Denver next year. Drew so. Locke's got to like, play defensive right. line now. Nick's also become a Yankees fan, Alabama fan. Uh, who else? So you're just gonna okay, go ahead. You can't put the you're Broncos. You're gonna go ahead and take your shit you ass team that's gonna lose every game this year and go to the Broncos. You're that's put nice. The Broncos, well, when they have Trevor Lawrence next. Year, I don't want to hear you jumping back. Category is the Yankees in Alabama. Well, you I mean, stuck your neck out. You're gonna say Drew Locke's not as good as uh, any other quarterback. I mean, I thought he was like the fucking next y- next coming of God, no, dude. Yeah, Big Web's got a point. You're not sticking your neck out for the Jags. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I already. I, I stuck out my turtling. neck out for the Jags. No I neck. didn't stick my neck out. <laughs> when the Ra- when the Rams left for Los Angeles, I turned on to the Jags while they're still shitty with Blake Bortles. I had many shitty years with the Jags. And now that they traded away my boy Jerry. No, we get your front runner. We get your front runner. It's fine. I mean, next to front runner. Which, which, bring, which brings up when this they get point. Trevor Lawrence next yeah. offseason, I do not want to hear Jackson. Yeah, Nick's gonna back. take one year to go to Denver and go, oh, Trevor Lawrence. I'll, I'm a Jags fan. I told no, you I was. I'm, Jackson Nick will be back before you got, know it. Yeah. I got the man crush for Drew Locke going, so we gotta and if I move to Denver, you know, it just makes more sense, right? Okay, if you move there, that's all right. Yeah, if you move yeah. to Denver, we'll allow it. That's fair. That's, if you move there, that's, that's fair. fair. That's the likelihood. So okay. you can give me shit if I don't. Well, for yeah, now we can give that. you shit that you're front runner. <laughs> so can I be a Vegas Raiders fan then? Sure. 
You're close you enough. Nevada. It's your home team. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't advise, I'd advise strongly against that, but go yeah. for it. Have fun. I'm not going <laughs> you can to. do it all you want, though. I'm not buying into Derek Carr. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, Ruggs, too, though, like, I the Broncos think we'll and be... the Raiders are, I, I also mean, like that they, Henry they don't Ruggs. like each other. I'm a Henry Ruggs guy. No, I like him. Yeah, I like him as the best, be, uh, re- best receiver coming out of this draft. There's my balls on the table. What we call it? No. Balls on the table. I might like a balls on the table. I like balls on the table. That's even better. I think it should be called balls on the table. Yeah. Nick, can we get another one? We're going to make it balls on the table. Count yourself down. Put your three, two, one. Put your balls on the table. I like it. Nice. Put your nuts on the table. Actually, I want to have Big Web do one of these. Dad, go ahead and do that. My left nuts in the cereal. My balls are on the table. Okay, well, you, you peeked there. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> go ahead. A little, little farther away from the mic. There we go. There's <laughs> all this pressure. <laughs> balls are on the table. <laughs> See, that's good. I like that, too. Balls are on Those the are two table. good ones. Okay. So, yeah. All right, we've done, let's say, what, 15, 20 minutes football, five minutes balls. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> Start. It's back to normal as yeah. last year. How are, you, how are you guys' fantasy drafts going? What, what are we thinking? I got a fantasy draft here in an hour. So, Help so, me out. Yeah, so me too. I'm, I Same literally here. draft Five in, in a half hour. So Same. here is uh, – we're going to switch to – let's switch. That's a great segue. Let's switch to uh, – Segway. Let's switch to fantasy. The one, one thing I'll say that nobody brought up, I really love the Seahawks in the NFC this year. I think that they were Chris just Carson a, can stay healthy. Just a notch below the 49ers. Those games were bloodbaths last year. I still think the 49ers are probably the team to beat in the NFC, but I really love the Seahawks and I really love the Saints like you mentioned. Yes. I happen to and we'll get into it more on Sunday, but I think it's going to come down to the to the Hawks and the Saints in, in the NFC and in the AFC. I I still like the Chiefs. I, yeah. I think until somebody knocks them off. That's who I got to go with. But let's transition to fantasy. Nick, how many? First of all, I need to know who you ended up getting in Dynasty this year. So, Dynasty is tomorrow. In the Fabled um, Dynasty I, League. So, in, the, in the Fabled Dynasty League. However, I did trade. There was a supplemental draft. There was one player, very prominent, big time running back, uh, going to be a top 10 running back in the league this year. Raheem Mostert was available, and I used my second round pick to acquire him. So Raheem Mostert is now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Welcome to the team, buddy. And I got Alan Lazard in the fourth round with my supplemental pick. Alan Lazard, hot take. No uh, no, no funches this year for the Packers. Devontae Adams is obviously the number one wide receiver, but Alan Lazard in year two of his uh, emergence, he's been in the league longer than that, but yet last year he really stepped up. And if, assuming Rodgers stays as the QB and they don't go to love anytime soon, that Alan Lazard could be the the guy uh, there in Green Bay to really stand out. Jay Sternberger, tight end, uh, is is having a troubling practice. He's also on my squad, so I think <laughs> Lazard is going to be a, a also good. Gone from Packers, yeah, he's gone. Jeronimo Allison's gone. Equinemius St. Brown can't say his name is coming back, but uh, Nicky, I think Lazard is going to be a a good. So, and then as far as first round, so I don't have my second round. First round, I'm going to target running back so probably going to be uh, looking like uh uh deandre swift in detroit or uh antonio gibson in washington um you know that might be a reach for gibson a little early there but i don't think i'll be able to get taylor or um i won't be able to get clyde edwards a will you be Joe able Burrow to get dobbins? number one yeah dobbins is my guy 
I JK Dobbins it might be the might be the play. So that's who uh, I got in our dynasty league. And I got him in the second if he, round. If he's available, I'm I'm the sixth pick. Joe Burrow's already gone off the table. So there's four more picks before me. Edward Delaire is going to be one of those. Two is going to be probably one of those because it's a two QB league. And then Taylor's going to be one of those. And so yeah, so it's, it's really gonna only be one other one. Probably Dobbins. Dobbins or uh Swift, Swift right there. I, at, don't go after Swift. At, uh, that's my opinion. You don't like him. I, I don't. I like him. I just think it's a crowded backfield. You bring AP in, and it, it, it's a crowded. Is backfield, AP going to be on the team he, come Thanksgiving? No, he, yeah, I, I don't think, he, think so. I think he will, man. They always want to do running back by committee. They always have a two-three down. They always have well, a three-down back. Is, but. What I've read is Swift is far and above better than any of these guys. Anybody they've had in recent years doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean Patricia will play him though, like like he should be it's for dynasty. True, though, true, when that you is, take that, him, that, or that, you're that just down on him this year, or you're down on him career wise. No, no, no. While the while the backfield is like. It is for dynasty. So you're right. Dynasty, no, for dynasty, like it's it. not a bad pick this year. Right away, if you're a, a yeah. one year type of yeah, team, yeah, it I might wouldn't. be a buy. Might be a buy in for yeah. No, I definitely think it. This is this is purely purely for dynasty. I mean, I would love to get Taylor in uh, for Indianapolis, but um, he's in a weird you know, situation he's even too. In a crowded backfield with Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines there in the backfield, but um, I think I think uh, J.K. Dobbins is probably going to be the pick if he's available there. You know, I don't really need – I have Kamara, Chris Carson, and uh, Raheem Mostert now as my three running backs. And so they fill out my whole squad. Um, Why do you hate Tevin Coleman? I don't Coleman? need a running back. I also have Tevin Coleman on oh, my nice. squad well, as well. And I try – I try. I ha, so I have the handcuff for Mostert there. But uh, I try to trade Coleman away and get back – trade back into the second round, and, and no one was interested in Coleman. So that's kind of where we're at for the dynasty. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to tune in on Sunday. I'm sure I'll have more as well as sleepers. I'm really interested in sleepers. I'm in an auction draft. So this isn't a snake. This is an auction, which is much different. I would say much harder than doing snake drafts, depending if you're in a 12 team or 10 teams aren't too bad. But if you're in a, if you're in a 12 team snake and you get a bad position, you kind of get fucked. But if you do an auction draft, it's about bankroll management early on and not yeah. overpaying for these guys. When, you're well, when like, you can get who you want too, which right. is nice. Right. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, paying somebody, some guys going to go in and pay $72 for Christian McCaffrey right. on a $200 budget. And you're only supposed to allocate 25% of your budget for the first, uh, for your first round, quote unquote, pick your big dog. And so last year I got Michael Thomas, I think for like $61. So I might go, I'm interested to see what your guys' thoughts are as fantasy because really in the sleeper range because I think there's a lot of great opportunities, not only in the rookie class, but a lot of teams uh, or a lot of players change teams. Hopkins going to the Cardinals, Gurley going to the Falcons. There was a lot of turnover, and so a lot of good usage and possible opportunities for players to emerge or be a complete bust. I think Todd Gurley is going to be a bust in Atlanta. So that's kind of where I'm so at. So I think it's really weird how the board typically falls this year. Assuming you're in, you know, a pretty standard league where running backs and receivers are the most valued uh, positions. I think the it, it's weird how it's almost exclusively backs early. And then anybody worth a shit is just gone by like the 15th pick. It's like you got the Chris Carson, James Conner, David Johnson, second tier guys, and they're even gone probably by like the end of the third round. So I think the the play for sleepers, I think you can get a, a ton of really high upside wideouts later on. 
and I think then you get down to the the really low running backs after the high upside wideouts. Then you can go down and get your guys, your Antonio Gibsons, your uh, younger backs that maybe don't have the range on the backfield. Like J.K. Dobbins is going, I think, like pretty significantly late, like like seventh, eighth, ninth round, where really he only has to compete with Mark Ingram for touches. Say Mark Ingram goes down, all of a sudden he's like a top. 20 15 10 you know fantasy running back so i think i think those kind of guys are, are are good in the sleeper range i always and this is my personal strategy i always would rather take a guy like jk dobbins uh like uh Cortland sutton who's a little bit more established i suppose but it, but a young guy with upside as opposed to somebody like jameson crowder who i know is gonna score like 10 points every week but doesn't really have the potential to do superstar factor. yeah yes. he doesn't really give me much upside like the way i feel about it is if i'm swing and miss on a couple high upside guys i can just drop them and pick up somebody else right whereas the high floor guy i'm just not all that interested well that's in. like quarterbacks too there's a tier right so you have your mahomes and your jacksons and then after that, most of the time, there's at least a three-round kind of chill-out period where then you got your Kyler Murrays, your uh, Deshaun Watsons, and eventually you get to like Carson Wentz and all those kind of guys. So it's it depends on – it's the same thing with tight ends where you have, again, you have your Kelseys and you have uh, your Zach Ertz. And then pretty much after that, I guess – oh, Kittle too. Kittle. And then after that, it kind of drops off. And then you got your Darren Waller. So it's weird. Like everybody has their own strategy, but like this year – I had a strategy where I wanted to go running back one, tight end two, and try to get Lamar Jackson early third round. Wow. But that's see, that's bold. That would have been nice though. I would have loved it, but it didn't work out that way. I, I liked my draft where I got uh running back, receiver, running back, where I got I think I got Elliott, Devontae Adams, and then Chris Carson, which I do like. So it's so, it's interesting how it works with strategy. So Nick I picked sixth in my draft, ten team league. I did a couple of mock drafts because I'm a giant nerd. And the way I have it playing out, I think I'm either going to get Kamara or Henry first pick. I have to get it back. And coming back, I think the question Go is Kamara. if he's available, that's how I'm taking. Um, what it, pick do you have again? I have a sixth pick. I think okay, Derek, I think Derrick Henry is going to have a, a lower year than he did last year because teams are going to key on him. Yeah, that, that's that's probably true. I, I'm a little worried about the Kamara's situation. Not with the contract so much as he's a slight the frame, he's got the, easily he's got injured. The back, uh, and yeah. he's not necessarily the focal point of the offense. Michael Thomas is, whereas literally the Titans need Derrick Henry to score like two touchdowns a game to even be competitive. So he's going to get every single touch inside the 10 where I, like, I think you're always chasing touchdowns in fantasy. Mm -hmm. But my question to you, Nick, is in a 10 team league, you know, you got to get it back early. My question is, when I swing back around, do I want to get a premium wide receiver and, and have a balanced team after the first two rounds so then I can truly stick to that best player available, or should I maybe force the issue with the backs early on and go maybe running back, running back, and then with you there's so many more viable wide receivers than there are running backs in fantasy football should I go is do you think it's more important to get those two backs earlier on or a guy like Devontae Adams Odell Beckham Julio Jones would you put put those guys ahead of maybe a Chris Carson or a James Conner uh re regardless of the depth of the position are you in a PPR league it's half point PPR so it's Half. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would not. I would honestly, the route that I would go in a ten-team league is go is drafting Kamara with that with that first pick, and then uh, going Patty Mahomes, and it's right away in the second round because really, 
or, or Lamar thing. or Lamar Jackson be, because if you're not in a PPR lead, if it's not you know it's only half point PPR, um, the there's not as much value on those wide receivers and those running backs. And if you're going purely by the the points, like those two those two quarterbacks are in a tier above everybody else, where they're going to get a shit ton of points every week because that's how their offenses are built, and they both have they have multiple weapons, and so you know those guys are yeah. going to go. And it's a bold strategy, because but you get so, one of those top tier. So I'm you get okay. one of those quarterbacks, and then you can go, and then you can go back. I mean, because again, the, the running back depth with these rookie running backs this year is deeper than most years, and same thing with the wide receivers. And so, even going into the third round and taking a top tier tight end, then you can still fill out your wide receivers. And I think I think there's a lot of wide receivers where oftentimes they will go into you know. A lot of teams are doing running back by committee, but if you go to these teams, like if you go to a Tampa Bay, when you have a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's, well, last year, Chris Godwin's value was uh, highly underrated because no, he hadn't blown up yet. And so I was able to get him in like the like fourth or fifth round uh, and took Michael Thomas in the first and then took Derrick Henry again, was also a guy last year that was about to blow up. And it's just about getting these guys before they blow up. But if you look at like a Tampa Bay now, sure, they're going to throw the ball a lot, but now they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, OJ Howard, Fournette and Gronk, like that's spreading a lot. And so like the value there for a, a wide receiver isn't as it goes down. Whereas you could maybe get a, um, you could get like a Jerry Judy in late in the round and he's going into an air raid offense with, with the Broncos. Certainly they have a lot of those guys that are running the ball, but you know, I think that's where you have to like kind of look at your value or like a Henry Ruggs in, in, in Las Vegas where he might be a rookie this year, but his upside might not be right now as many points as a running back will get you in one of those early rounds, but there's tons of running backs that you can get late to fill out. So I think you get that first running back and then you go in a 10 team. Like if this was 12 team, I would say go uh, running back wide receiver, or running back, running back. But if it's a 10 team, I think there's a chance to get Patty Mahomes and still get another good player in the third round. And there's a lot of good receivers late. I mean, I got, uh, I think DK, DK Metcalf fifth or sixth round. Yeah. He's going to be That's a stud a this year. I love Metcalf. That's a great and also uh, I know Matthew Barry, I was listening to his podcast on the way home from the lake on on monday and he was all in on hollywood brown who i got as well i love hollywood Brown. seventh or eighth round i mean seventh or eighth round the number one receiver on the ravens i mean fucking lamar jackson led the nfl in passing touchdowns last year like he may he's not gonna have the same numbers probably but if you look at the ravens receiving core there's not a lot there besides him and mark andrews so i love hollywood brown this year and you can get him pretty late too and by late i mean seventh or eighth round so, Big Web, give me uh, your kind of fantasy guys uh, to close the show, and then I think that'll do it for our, our maiden it's voyage good here on it's From good the Fish Show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as you know, I, I'm not much fantasy help, but I am. I, I'm all about the money, but I'll tell you something. When Brady – Brady likes a favorite target, okay? And, and, and if Shady McCoy is in shape – he could be that guy. Yeah, that pass catching he, guy. He really That's be a great that point. You know, and you got Fournette's probably going to be their top back, but if Shady's in shape, maybe look there. You could find out that out within a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Big Web brings up a great point because everybody talks about the Fournette signing and the stable that uh, the Bucks have because they got Keyshawn Johnson and Ronald and Jones Ronald and, Jones and lost in the shuffle has been Shady McCoy, and I think he's probably the best pass catching back out of those four. So it'll be really interesting to see how that shapes out uh gentlemen i think that'll do it a great debut show the from the 50 podcast it is so good to be back lastly i forgot about this not no real analysis who you got chiefs or texans nick yale we're doing spread uh, or are we doing straight be, up 
Uh, I don't know what the spread is. Minus so. nine. Too much. It's minus like, nine. Yeah, Chiefs are okay. minus nine. At minus home. nine. There's no fans. Give me Texans in the. Give me Texans in the points. Man, I think I'm with Nick. I was the same way. I would even if I was you out there trying to get a lock. I would tease the crap out of it. I would tease it up to twelve or thirteen, and then I still yep. think the Texans are going to cover nine. So I'll take the Texans too. I'll take the Texans also. Big Web. I'm going to buy it down. I'm going with the Chiefs, but I, I don't like the nine at all. It's too many points. But I'm all still right. trying to buy it the other so way. You I, I say just Texans forgot. too. Excuse me. So you would say Texans with the nine then? Yeah. Okay, I will. So that okay, that sucks. Now we Texas all swept. Sweet. You know the Chiefs are going to win now and cover. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I totally forgot we have to give picks for Thursday. It's so great that the NFL's back. It's nice. I'm pumped up, man. Oh, by the way, you got to remember to uh, let everybody know that we can follow us at From the Fifty on Twitter. Uh, we are on the Bruise on the Balcony Podcast Network. You can also find us live on Sundays, ten to eleven a.m. On the Bruise on the Balcony Facebook page. If you have not already, go over there, favorite it, follow it. You will get notifications when we go live. Uh, again, a lot of fun, fan interaction, and uh, giving a lot of great picks and fantasy advice. So please join in uh, and talk shit to Nick. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's how we do it. I'm always the butt of the jokes, but hey, man, I'm going to stay king. King, stay king, baby. I'm I'm on top again this year. Look out. Watch out for those Denver Broncos. The crown stays Over. in the STL. The crown stays in the STL, buddy. That's right. Over nine and a half wins for Denver. <laughs> for Nick, for TJ, for Big Web, I'm Zach Zook. See you later.